Hi, I'm Alicia Ashley, and welcome to the Are You a Keeper Telesummit. Everything you need to know to attract true love and to keep it. And I'm so excited today to welcome Lucia with us. Hi, Lucia. Hey, Alicia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so, so much for joining us. I want to tell you a little bit about Lucia first. And her list of accomplishments is incredibly um, astute and accomplishments. And I just want to really highlight that she's been on Dr. Phil, 60 Minutes, Tyra Banks, Playboy Radio. I mean, how many people can say they've been on Playboy Radio? <laughs> and E! Entertainment and a whole lot of different news channels. She also has a social media following of over 400,000, which is astronomical. And she's the founder of the cougarclub.co website and has done a tremendous amount of work in and around cougar dating. So I really want to welcome you, Lucia. And you're really known also for the art of love, which I think is just such a great title because, you know, as much as we try to make love a science and something like that it's really an art and it's really something that is very tender and sensitive and we can't quite put rules and formulas on it so I just want to welcome you thank you so my first question really is just you know we're talking about how does a woman become a keeper like somebody that a man really wants to commit to and really make it have have her be a part of his life so i'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the qualities and traits of a woman that would make a man want to commit okay so first let's define keeper because okay. i believe everyone is a keeper to someone exactly. you know, even if you're a woman with uh you know doing drugs and with three kids from three different men you're still yeah. a keeper to someone yes that's right a good so that's a very good point. what we mean is we want to be a keeper to a high value man exactly. not just any man right and right. so in order to attract a high value man you need to be a high value woman yes. <laughs> high value men want high value women obviously so that's what a keeper is and when I hear men talk about what they're looking for they always mention the term total package mm. so it's about being a total package and that means that you're at a high level on physical mental emotional and spiritual levels yeah. so let's break those down one at a time uh, let's start with the physical because that's what men are attracted to first and I know a lot of women don't like that. They're like, well, why, you know, I don't, why is it so shallow that men just care about looks, but that's how they're programmed. So you can either complain about it or you can use it to your advantage. And so uh, I find that a lot of women don't maximize their looks either because they don't know how, or they don't think they have to, or they just don't have the time or they don't really care. But you know, I used to do modeling and then I did photography. So I'm used to being around a lot of beautiful people. Yeah. And so I'm very focused on looks. And whenever I look at a woman, I always give her like a little makeover in my mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I do automatically. Yeah. And you look great. Thank Alicia, you. Thank you. I'm like, oh, suddenly I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no, sit, sit up straight. <laughs> no. So uh, it's just a matter of even just making little tweaks to just look a little better. Let's say, let's take the hair. 
Did you know that for men, shiny hair signifies fertility? Yes, yes. And so something as simple as just making your hair shiny, and if it's not naturally shiny, which for most of us it's not, there's, of course, products you can put in your hair to make it shiny. Right. And you automatically look better. Um, A little bit of makeup. As women get older, they tend to, you know, kind of get tired of putting makeup on all the time, especially if you were really into putting makeup on in your 20s or 30s. And so you start to slack off and go, oh, I don't need makeup. (laughs) We all need makeup. Even though guys say, oh, I prefer my women with no makeup. Uh What they mean is they want the no makeup look, but the woman, she still has makeup on. She does. She definitely does. Right. Right. Very few of us can look great with absolutely no makeup on. Yes. You know, you look beautiful too. And, and I'm so Thank glad you. you said you were a model because I can totally see you as model material. And I was recently looking at one of these books that's like how to look great after 50 or something like that. It might've been even after 40. But one of the points that it made that really surprised me was that dark lipstick ages you. And I'm noticing that you have a lovely (laughs) pinkish, peachish color on. And when I see women with this really deep, dark, brownish red, you know, it really does (laughs) them. You know, so I like, I like what you're selling. Tell, tell us more. What else can you do to yes. look our best? I could talk about this all day, you know, because, you know, having been with makeup artists that make me look a certain way and hairstylists, hair and makeup can either make you or break you. Wow. I, you know, you could be not that good looking, but you get the right hair and the right makeup and suddenly you're a bombshell. Yeah. Or it's the other way around too. You are beautiful, but then your makeup is wrong. Your hair's a mess and no one wants to talk to you (laughs) so um the makeup it doesn't have to take a long time in the morning Uh just two minutes yeah a quick a little brush your brows a little eyeliner on top of your eye if if you like that mascara a little bit of eyeliner underneath just halfway not all the way Uh a little bit of blush lipstick that's it two minutes okay and the hair um you know you can have hardly any makeup on, but great hair and you can still look great, but you can have the me- best makeup in the world and have bad hair and it will not look great. So the hair is so important yeah. and guys notice these things. Yeah. So make sure it's, it's in good shape and it's healthy and it's trimmed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's an, okay. And then, uh, the body. <laughs> yes. Let's talk you about have, the body. Yes. Yes. So we did the face. Let's uh-huh. do the body. Uh As long as you're comfortable with your body, with your look, that's the most important thing. So if you're full figured, that's fine. If you're happy with that, if you feel great, go, you know, show it off. Um, But if you're not like myself, I've been thin all my life. Uh So for me to gain weight is like, ah, (laughs) I can't do it. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I refuse to gain weight. And so, um, because I wouldn't be comfortable. And so you have to go with what's comfortable for you, not what society says is comfortable. If you're happy being, like I said, full-figured, go ahead. Yeah, because there's going to be somebody who loves your body type. There is a man Absolutely. who loves every single body type out there. <laughs> right. So don't base it on society. Don't get breast implants just because you think you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Do what works for you. You know, I spent so many years as a psychotherapist and I'll never forget this one couple who came in and the man was 
you know, more on the smaller side for a man. And the woman was incredibly obese. And he just loved her so much. <laughs> but listen to her, her problem. Listen to yes. this. Okay. He loved riding motorcycles on the weekend and he wanted her to get on a motorcycle and just ride with him. And I felt so bad for her because she was so heavy that she didn't want to get on this motorcycle. And it was just part of, he just loved that and he loved her. He loved making love to her and he didn't see an ounce of that weight. And right. It's just one of the most beautiful couples that I ever counseled because we build such conditions against ourselves and, you know, how we're unlovable and unattractive. And I've seen more men who have loved their wives, you know, like ultra full figured. I mean, we're talking very overweight. Yeah. Husbands didn't see it. They just didn't see it. And it's just so wonderful that, to know that there's a man who loves every single body type. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of bodies, and just one more thing about the physical, you know, working out or doing some, some form of exercise, your body needs that because if you don't make time for exercise, you'll eventually have to make time for illness. Uh -huh. So the saying goes, so you have to do something. I understand the gym isn't for everyone. Not everyone loves the gym. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so do something, go hiking, yoga, bicycling, whatever, as long as you move your body, that's what it needs. And, uh, and it will also feel better, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Besides being healthy. And so, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about this, that men are visual. And so what you're saying is that we have to tend to how we look and how we dress and our bodies. And so a lot of women don't like that men are visual. It's not something they choose, is it, Lucia? It's absolutely, that's just how they're programmed because there has to be some way for a man to decide to talk to someone. Otherwise, if that didn't exist, if there was no physical attraction, then who's he going to, you know, how is he going to choose who he's interested in, who's going to talk to initially? Yeah. That's initially what attracts him. And then, of course, after we've talked to someone, if she has a bad attitude, if she is, you know, whatever, yeah. then he'll be like, okay, I'm yeah. not interested. Yeah. But initially, there has to be something that draws him in. So that's why I said you can use it to your advantage instead of complaining. Yeah, yeah. And so colors, are there certain colors that, you know, are more attractive to me? Well, they always say red okay. is very attractive. If you wear red in your profile photo on a dating site, okay. apparently you'll get more people writing to you. Uh-huh. Wow. So that's red. good to know. <laughs> yeah. Red is a power color. Uh-huh. It's always the, the best color to wear, even, you know, red lipstick, if it goes with your coloring and your outfit. Right. And it's not that brown red. Something. No, no. Stay away. <laughs> please stay away. <laughs> Good. Okay. That's, that sounds great. What else? Right, so that's the physical. So let's talk about the mental. Okay. Being high value and mentally. So what do you, what does your conversation consist of? What do you talk about? Mm -hmm. Are you talking about the reality shows, you know, Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, are you talking about more highbrow stuff? You know, you don't have to talk intellectually or you don't have to yeah. quote Shakespeare, but you want to be saying something instead of just empty headed. Well, and be, it sounds like being up on current events, you know, and having a broad sense of intelligence versus just a narrow, you know, focus. Right. And yeah, and having an opinion. Uh-huh. 
But also one thing to keep in mind, talking about talking, is that women say more words daily than men. Uh -huh. And most men think that women talk too much. Uh -huh. So you need to keep that in mind when you're talking to a guy. Uh -huh. It's not a girl. You don't tell him everything. And you don't talk about things that he may not necessarily be interested in because look at it this way. What if he were to start talking to you about, oh, he's fixing his, uh, the new patio. He's putting yeah. asphalt on the pavement. He's trimming a tree. I mean, you'd look for the nearest exit. Yeah. You don't want to hear about that. Yeah. And so when you talk to guys about certain things, they don't want to hear about it either, although they're very polite and usually listen. So you start talking about shoes or hair and makeup or clothes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, ah, yeah. it's the same thing. They don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, even if they ask you about it, they're being polite. So just give them a very short answer and keep it moving. Yeah. And they don't want to hear all the gossip about your cousin's grandmother's neighbor oh. and what she did. And I, I know this because I was talking to someone recently and he, he's dating this woman. He's like, I, I can't, I have to stop seeing her. I can't do it anymore. She won't stop talking <laughs> about everything. Uh -huh. So keep that in mind that less is more when it comes to talking. Yes. So before you speak, think, do I really need to say this? Does he really need to hear this? And if you have to talk to him about something that you're not happy about, find a way to say it where he won't uh, think you're attacking him. So it's also very important how you say what you say. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if, if, if they're, if you're, if you're, is it okay to ask them questions about themselves? So if okay. we're, if we're limiting what we're going to be saying, should we be asking to get to know them better? Certainly. I'm just saying, cut out the sur, 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 how do you say, surplus, sur, sur, <laughs> I haven't used that word for a long time, surplus, sur, super, I can't say it. <laughs> Superfluous, there we go. Superfluous, Jesus. Superfluous. <laughs> what happens when you try to say a big word? Uh, yeah, conversation yeah. that's not necessary to getting to know him. Yeah, or, or stuff that would be more likely your girlfriends would love to chat with you about, you know, but he wouldn't. I mean, your example is perfect. Like if he started talking to us about the pavement and the screwdriver and the ass, <laughs> you know, we would just like, our eyes would glaze over. And so we do the same thing when we start talking to them about girl stuff, you know, so I think that's right. And there's always a way to say certain things without making it seem like you're um, attacking them or you don't trust them. Yes. So let's say, you know, you texted them and they didn't text you back last night and then you haven't heard from them today and you're like, was yeah. he, you know, what was he up to? Yeah. So instead of, you know, getting upset and saying, oh, so I didn't hear from him last night, you know, were you with someone else? You can say that. It's not going to come across very well. Or you can get your answer the same way by just saying, Darling, I texted you last night and didn't hear from you. Is everything okay? Uh -huh. So you make it seem like you're coming from a place of concern rather than accusing. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. If that is the case of a real life scenario, um, do we need to know why he didn't respond? Is it okay to just let that situation, like, not even deal with it, you know? Right. Well, it's just, it just depends. Maybe... Um, maybe he didn't get it. Yeah. It's also possible he didn't get it. Okay. Okay. Or that it's on his phone and for some reason he didn't see it. 
Yeah. So maybe if you had texted him about something important and didn't hear back. Got it. Yeah. Right. It's not like you just texted, Hey, how are you doing? And didn't hear back. Maybe it was something else. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying there's always a way to get your answer without attacking. You have to be a little smart about yeah. how you ask the question. Because I think sometimes that, you know, like you said, we over communicate. It's just what women do. And that there's times where we're wanting them to over communicate and they just don't. And we need to give them that space, even though it's really hard to do. Well, men will over communicate. <laughs> as I know from experience, okay. if they know that you're not going to judge them uh -huh. and you're not going to attack them and they're a safe place for you to talk to. Yeah. 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 Because I've had men talk and talk and talk and I'm like, okay, stop talking. <laughs> okay, okay, good. That's so men will talk, yeah. but they have to know that they can. Yeah, that you're not going to judge, you're not going to judge them or criticize them or those. And people. also that you won't interrupt. Aha. Uh -huh. The big one. <laughs> so just let them talk, 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 and keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you'll know when you can uh, interject. And one other thing I want to add that I just uh, saw a video of Tony Robbins talking about this recently, that we uh, put, as you said, we put too much thought into what a man says. So let's say you say to a guy, do you want to get together Thursday at four o'clock? And he says no. So if he says no, what, what's your thought on that, Alicia? Well, what are you going to be doing? Why are you having to say no to me? <laughs> are you with somebody else? <laughs> of course. Why are you saying no? <laughs> right. Meanwhile, all he's saying is that he's not available Thursday at 4 o'clock, but he'd be happy to see you at 6 o'clock yeah. or on Friday. Yeah. But women think, oh, my God, he doesn't want to see me. He doesn't care about me. No, he's just saying he's not available Thursday at four o'clock. Take it at face value instead of making it into something. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the emotional. Okay. So let's just do a quick recap. The physical. Sure. So we're looking good. We're looking our best. We're acknowledging that we have the body type for some man's going to love us. You know, our mental is like, what are we talking about? Being positive, being, you know, in, in, intellectual to the degree that we're comfortable with, you know. Right. Uh, current events, those kinds of things. Okay. Right. And then the emotional. Okay. And that means little to no drama. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the big one because most men are afraid that, uh-oh, at some point the psycho is going to come out and they're afraid at some point you're going to go crazy. Yeah. And they're, they, you know, they're kind of looking for that because they know usually in the past that's happened with other women. And so they just think that all women will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the and, whole psycho bitch thing that she's going to turn into a psycho bitch? Right. And that usually comes from the fact that things happen and you didn't speak up. You yeah. didn't cut them off. And so they pile up and they pile up and then one little thing happens and boom, okay. <laughs> you explode. And that's where the quote unquote psycho bitch comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the how way do we not do that? How do we not let things? So the way to avoid that is that as things come up, you address them and you take care of them yeah. instead of just saying, well, I don't want to say anything because then I might scare them off. Well, the thing is, first of all, if you don't say anything, they'll build up and then you'll go crazy and then you will scare them off. Yeah, for sure. Right. And if a guy really cares about you, bringing something up is not going to scare him off. Okay. He'll appreciate it. 
and he'll see that you're a mature person who's willing to talk about what's going on as opposed to just, well, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, you know, you should be able to, if this person's going to be your partner, you should be able to talk about anything and everything. Yeah. And if you can't, then maybe they're not the right person for you. And no. then, were you going to say something? No, I just, that so many people, like women attack and then men defend. Or when a man shares his feelings, you know, we defend. So how do we not get into that cycle? That's just what I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's a great quality to look for and to have in yourself in not being defensive because we don't know how we're coming across unless there's a camera on us and we can see. So that's why partnerships are great because they reflect who you are and you have someone telling you about yourself things you may not have noticed. You may not have noticed how you come across in the way you say things in your tone of voice. And you may think you're just speaking a normal tone of voice and just having a conversation, but they may see it as an attack. So you have to be able to listen to your partner's feedback about you saying, well, you know, when you said this, I felt this, or you came across as this without saying, well, what do you mean? That's not true. You have to be able to self-reflect and be introspective without getting defensive. And that's a great quality to have in a partner. And everyone would love to have a partner that's, that's like that. Yeah. And that's very difficult to do is to, to be so secure and confident in yourself to accept that you make mistakes that can offend somebody else, even though you didn't mean to, you know, like that, but, takes a lot of support. Why, but why do you, th you think it's about security? Why do you think it's so hard? Because just like for me, when someone points something out, like I was talking to a guy and he said, you're talking down to me. And I didn't even realize I was. Uh -huh. And I said, I am. I said, I'm sorry. I wasn't, uh, I, you know, I wasn't trying to come across that way. So, I mean, I immediately apologize. Sure. Because I didn't even know I was doing it. But it, it's not, if that was how we saw it, it's like, okay, I, I'm sorry. It's how, that's how it came across. Yeah. 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 No, so I, I just, I think that secure people are able to accept their faults a little bit more. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but either way, I mean, just to, to not be defensive is such a wonderful quality trait. <laughs> yeah. Cause, it, Cause it's so rare. So if yeah. you have it, if you can develop it, yeah. you'll be gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll definitely be a keeper. That's yeah, yes. That's it. That's the one thing to work on. Uh -huh. um, and then finally, the last quality would be to have a spiritual platform or a religious platform, depending. Okay. No, you have to have something. Well, you don't have to, but it would be nice if you have something in your life, you know, higher power that um, is the foundation of your, of, um, of your life. Yeah. That's always very attractive. Uh huh. Especially if someone is very religious and they want someone religious or they're into spirituality. Uh huh. So you want to have, because that you know that's you know because you could be beautiful and you could you know not have a lot of drama and not talk too much and talk well when you do speak but that's like the cherry on top it's like wow and she also you know she also goes to church or she's also religious or she also follows a spiritual practice that's also a very attractive yeah yeah because today it's popular to have a spiritual practice of just meditation and yoga you know right. it doesn't have to be anything that's really formal but yet it does connect a woman to that spiritual center for herself mm -hmm. 
And so how does she develop something like that? What do you recommend? Well, if, you know, if you're seeking answers, then you're going to look around and see what works for you. Uh, I mean, I bounced around from different things for years. I, you know, obviously I was not obviously, but um, I was Catholic, grew up Catholic, went to church every Sunday for years <laughs> as a teenager. Um, then I kind of did nothing <laughs> in my 20s. Then I started doing Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Then I did Kadampa Buddhism. Oh my goodness. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just one form of Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would go down to the Bodhi tree every Sunday for about five years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and now I'm into um, law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so you just have to place, keep searching. Is there a place that you go that works with you in law of attraction or it's just, no, your... I mean, there's really no place to go. Yeah. Um, you read more uh, books about law of attraction. Yeah. Um, I mean, every morning, you know, I, I, uh, you have to set yourself in a certain frame because every day things are going to come at you negative. And um, so you have to be already on a high level to start off with so that you can deal with everything that happens. So a little bit of meditation, a little bit of spiritual reading, just something Uh to set me straight for the day. Uh That sounds fantastic. So those are the four things that men really look for to help a woman be a keeper that they want to make a commitment to her. And so if we're going to look at our physical, you know, our mental, our emotional and our spiritual, that's kind of the trek, right? Yes. Those kinds of things. And so how long does it really take typically for a man to want to make a commitment? That must be a question you're asked a lot because you're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go again. (laughs) Listen, every man is different. Okay. So, you know, there's no timetable. And that's when you get into trouble saying, hey, it's been three months. Where's my commitment? (laughs) Yeah. So, but usually like he'll know within two or three months. Okay. Whether it's going to lead to commitment. I'm not saying he's going to make a commitment. Right. But by that time, he knows. Yeah. He knows whether it'll be a commitment or not. Right. And you know, too. And I mean, they kind of know actually right from the beginning. Yeah. But then they want to make sure that their gut feeling is right. Because how many times have you heard people say, as soon as I saw her, I said, that's my wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, but I also hear people all the time saying, "Oh, he must be the one. He must be the one." And two months later, he's vanished. Right. So, because yes. it is so great and exciting at the start of the relationship. So it's being able to have the patience to just bide your time and allow love to actually grow. You know, we want all the fairy tale stuff that's you know fast and furious, and in the end, it burns out really quickly as well you know, so we shouldn't have any kind of timeline. Is there a certain point where if somebody hasn't kind of asked you for a commitment that you should maybe move along? It really depends on your age and what you're looking for. Obviously the younger you are, the more time you have. (laughs) Yes. But, but if a woman is younger and she wants to have a family, that's exactly. Yeah. So I mean, after a rule of thumb, uh, I hate rules of thumb. I know. But 
they usually say, you know, the four seasons, after you've gone through the four seasons together. Yeah. So after about a year, you should know whether it's heading to marriage or not. But then that's not always the case either. You know, sometimes it takes two or three years. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you're right. In that aspect, it is age because, you know, if somebody's, you know, 50 plus and it takes two or three years, you know, <laughs> that's a whole different thing than if you're in your 20s or 30s and it takes two or three years. Yeah, 50 plus, you want to, yeah, you want it sooner rather than later. So what you do is when you meet the person, you let them know that you are marriage oriented and you are looking for a relationship that's going to lead to marriage Yeah. to see where they're at, Yeah. to see what their reaction is. And so that way they know that you're serious, that you're not just out here dating uh, different guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lucia. This is all just great information. You know, you. I especially like the way that you kind of grouped it into the four categories because we don't tend to think about the things that we say as, you know, going to make us a keeper or not. And we don't think about spiritual practices, you know, those kinds of things. So I'd love for you to share with our audience a little bit more about the free gift that you have for them. Yes, I would love to. Well, it's a free 15-minute consultation. And uh, the last time I did with you, Alicia, as I told you, I, I did a free 15-minute consultation with a woman, and then she signed up for coaching. And uh, now she's dating a guy that uh, looks like they're going to get married. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's only been about four months. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, so I can, you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure she is. Uh -huh. And, um, so the consultation can either be about dating and relationships, how to be a high value woman, which we talked about today, getting your ex back. That's always popular. Everybody wants their ex back at some point. Uh -huh. The one that got away. Uh -huh. So it can be about that. Uh, the consultation can also be about makeover. What we talked about looking yeah. better, looking younger. Wait. <laughs> Yes, that's really great. Good. Yeah. And so the link to take advantage of Lucia's free consultation will be found in the email that led you to this video as well. Um, and is there anything else that um, you're up to that you'd like to share with everybody? Uh, well, you know, there's always um, something. I, I do a lot of coaching and I really enjoy it. You know, it's people yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. And a lot of time they're trying to get their ex back. <laughs> That's what I seem to be specializing in these days. Really? So, yeah. So what do you think is the number one thing people do to get their ex back? <laughs> well, well, the number one thing they should do is nothing. Yeah. And that's the problem is they can't do nothing. It's very simple in that you just don't have to do anything, but they do, you know, like speaking of high value, someone wrote to me and they said, well, my broke up, my boyfriend broke up with me. So I wrote him a nasty email. Oh. And, you know, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you're trying to get this guy to marry you and you're supposed to be loving and show him that you're going to be the woman for the rest of his life. And now you're writing him an nasty email because you don't get what you want when you want it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So it's always fun to help people with that. Yeah. Yeah. They can't see right through that. Yeah. I've, I've known anytime I've broken up with somebody and they come back in an attacking, all I say is did the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> Move along. Exactly. Yeah. You can always tell what type of person someone is and how they break up with you. Yeah. And then also how they handle being broken up with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always felt that, you know, if somebody's broken up with me, 
then they, they really must not want me. And I just don't want to try to recycle somebody that didn't want, they couldn't, if, if they took the effort to break up with me, they couldn't see enough about me to want to be with. And I've just never been the kind of person to want to try to make somebody want to be with me. Right. Cause think about like your dream person, whether yeah. it's, you know, an actor or just someone that you've dated, like, yeah. would you ever break up with them? Yeah. <laughs> you just no. don't, you don't. And so to, to try to get somebody back who didn't see value in me to begin with. Now, if they came back to me and, you know, had something valuable to say and apologized and, you know, things like that, then right. a whole different, a whole different thing. So, but I love that, that people are reaching out to you for that, you know, because it, it, certainly gives you the opportunity to help coach them through something that they could do a lot more damage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's also makes something very painful, obviously. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much, Lucia, for sharing with us, you know, four qualities and traits to really be a keeper. And I'm sure they're, you know, really part of the focus of your art of love that you um, work with women regularly. So Ladies, I want to thank you for listening in, and I hope you'll tune in again for one of our great expert topics, and thank you again, Lucia. My pleasure. Thank you. Good. good. Have a great day, everybody.